All right, welcome back. We're here with Region 2. I got Coach uh, Melchor. M- Melcher. 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 You got it. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jimmy. What's up, Nerd Nation? Region 2. So let's talk about the first matchup. We got the Carnegie Peanuts going up against the Dover Dyslexia. So this is actually Dover's first ever NTT. So congratulations, Coach. Great accomplishment. Um, you won Conference 5 this year, so. It's exciting. Um, and you got a really talented team that you're going up against. So Carnegie is number four in uh, defensive three points allowed. They're number two in true shooting percentage, number five in true shooting margin, number one in rebounding margin, number seven in blocks, and number five in points. So uh, pretty good. And then Dover is number three in tr- Number eight in true shooting margin, number five in rebounding margin, number four in defensive points, number four in defensive free throws allowed. Um, yeah, so, but they're playing very, very bad schedule. So, um, <laughs> what what do you think of this matchup, Jimmy? Yeah, and, and for those who don't know, so we have been, um, you can maybe listen to the first 10 minutes of Region 1 would probably give you some good context, but we have been using some fast food uh, rankings in order to sort of talk about these teams. Uh, as MJ has said a couple of times, fast food rankings are very objective. No yeah. one argues about them. And so we've been making some comparisons that um, help us sort of put into context well, how we feel about these teams. And so you look at Carnegie. Um, I'm going to be honest. So I, I think that they're kind of like a B-dubs. Um, and, and that's, that's why I say that I, I think that I go to B-dubs every time and I get like, I am so pumped for wings. Yeah. Um, and I would just say like, historically B-dubs does not fulfill my wing craving like a wing stop does. And, Ooh. and I think that Carnegie has had tons of talent and it's all been there, but it just hasn't been put together. Um, and I, I actually, I really wanted to. Um, I really enjoy seeing my conference mate do well. Uh, and you, I, you enjoy losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love losing to him three times a year. But no, um, but I, I think that this is actually the year that it gets sort of put together. And I think when they released that lemon pepper dry rub, that's when B-Dubs was like, mm. oh, yeah, okay, we're, we're competing, right? Um, and they switched he, over to Pepsi products, which was a big, <laughs> was a big notch up for them. Yeah, yeah, somehow you love Pepsi. I do not understand it. <laughs> it's because Pepsi carries Mountain Dew, and uh, yeah, that's that's my drink of choice. Yeah, so you're a 16 year old boy at heart. <laughs> he really is. It's like I don't Always. understand how you don't get diarrhea every time you drink any of these like liquids that look like urine. Um, Blessed man. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna use. You can call me Chick Fil A. You know. Yeah, the Lord's sure. Chicken. <laughs> um. So when we're looking when we're looking at Dover, um, I'm going to use a joke I used on the last one because you guys probably aren't listening to both. Um, <laughs> I th- I think that this is like Golden Chick, and mostly because I haven't heard of it, and this is his first NTT. Haven't heard of Coach Jake Bake, but I'm I'm really excited that he's here, and I think it's funny. His team name is actually not Dyslexia, but it's Dyslexia. You know, it's misspelled on purpose. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you look at the actual matchup. I mean, I I think if I think this is Duluth's tournament to lose. I want to say that out front. But I think if any team can compete with them, it's Carnegie. I mean, they have three top ten classes in a row, um, and I think that and they have 
like tons of height, something that they hadn't had in the past, running 6'10 freshman, uh, small forward, 6'11 freshman at power forward. Um, I think that they're just the full package. I actually am really confused how they lost any games. I mean, they lost some really close games, tough ones to really good teams at the beginning of the year, but also to Morgantown ones and to Montpelier ones, which are also good teams in the NTT. But I, I just think Carnegie, like, they overwhelmed us. I think they're going to overwhelm Dober here. Um, you look at Gary Bowden, yeah. who's actually is a really good player for them. Um, really efficient scorer. Um, but even still, he's like a, a part of part of the 128-127 class. Um, and, and so I just don't – he doesn't seem very defensive. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they're a fairly defensive team, they also have the 255th strength of schedule. And so I think Carnegie just wins pretty easily here. Yeah, I'm getting defensive and overwhelmed just hearing you talk about it. So right, right. I'm not defensive. You're defensive. Yeah. Do you guys ever see that uh, James Harden commercial where he's like, "I'm not defensive"? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's incredible. <laughs> All right, number eight seed Flint Tropics, Coach Sarcasmo, um, thirteen and five champions of conference, eighteen uh, balanced, but led by Jose uh, Lambert, the senior center. Going up against the Odessa Jacksonville Sun, um, one of the many two-city teams um, led by Dallas uh, Dickman, <laughs> and so Odessa is number nine in true shooting percentage, number six in defensive true shooting percentage, number six in true shooting margin, number five in blocks, number seven in turnover margin, number five in points, number two in defensive free throws allowed. Uh, and then Flint is number seven in defensive true shooting percentage, number nine in true shooting percentage margin, and number four in blocks. So what do you see in this one, uh, MJ? Yeah, I mean, this is really close because if you just look at the – if you just look at them straight up on their stats page, it's, it's kind of hard to make of it um, just because Odessa played such a lesser – talent pool um throughout the course of their schedule they had the 241 strength of schedule comparatively to the 59 for the flint tropics but i'm actually going to go with the odessa jacksonville sun here and the way i see the sun um i kind of see him as dairy queen um Hmm. and the reason why i see him as dairy queen is because you could look at their strength of schedule um you could look at maybe their starters game scores and you're not blown away you're like whatever like you you would drive by it a hundred times and not think once hey i should stop here for some food but then you you take a like a closer look you look at their menu you're like hey there's a bunch of ice cream i'm gonna try this blizzard thing and it's gonna blow you away and so i i would say dairy queen goes very under the radar and many people write it off because of it's out the you know the externals right um where you could look at the strength of schedule and be like well you know they earned a top 40 ranking because they didn't play anybody for real um, but when you look at their per 30 um, averages, you could see they're actually a pretty deep team. And um, I think I think they'll actually prove their their medal against the Tropics. Um, and I see the Tropics kind of more like a, I don't know, would be compared. I would say like a Culver's. OK, so I'm not um, I'm not from the Midwest. I know Culver's is much larger out there. I'm from uh, California and Arizona, um, which is not as popular. Um, but I would say Culver's has this wrap around it this rep for like having awesome milkshakes right and i would say i give me the blizzard 10 out of 10 times Hmm. and so 
I'm going yep. with the Odessa Jacksonville Sun over the Flint Tropics. Okay. Yeah, and Flint started off, you know, they they started off really hot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Something kind of happened down the stretch. We don't know what. Um, I mean, I'd even compare, compare them to Chili's probably because it's like they're, they're good, you know, and it's it's solid. Things are going well, kind of like the Dundies were going well. And then all of a sudden Pam <laughs> got way too drunk and they get kicked out. And they can never mm-hmm. come back again. So, I mean, that's, that's, well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Even their last four games, like you said, like the way they finished, um, they dropped three of their last four games, the last game of the season um, to the independence communists. Um, and then the only win was over the number 174 team, Knoxville nightmares. And they only won by three points. They could have yeah. easily gone. Oh, and four for the last four. And so, you kind of look at it like that. It's like, man, they can't really perform in the clutch. Kind of like Chili's. It's like, man, Chili's is good, but if you have like a, if you really need to be satisfied, you're not, you're not looking to go to Chili's. Yeah, you don't want to rely on it, you know. Exactly. You can't count on it when it get when times get tough. All right, so let's look at the four third team matchup. We got the Eugene Guillotines, coached by Coach BPG three, um, going up against the Laredo Special Forces. Laredo's back in the uh, um, coach by coach Wyme 2017. They're back in the NTT after a fairly long hiatus, so good to see them back. Laredo is um, no, um, they're number seven in three points attempted. They're number seven in rebounding margin, number three in steals, and number five in defensive free throws allowed. Eugene is number eight in defensive true shooting percentage, and number seven in defensive uh, points. So, um, yeah, what are you seeing this game, Jimmy? Yeah, so looking at Eugene, um, I was kind of thinking that they're kind of like a, a Panda Express. So they're pretty consistent. Um, they're pretty mm-hmm. reliable, it, you know, pretty good. They've been in the NTT. This is their fifth year in a row, uh, and they've yeah. won a couple games. They've been top ten three of those years. Um, Maybe but championship. They, Right. Yep. No, they made the championship. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, but they do it in a greasy way, you know. Uh, mm. And so you look at their their third scorer is Matthew Johnson, scoring ten points a game on forty eight percent true shooting. Adam Scott seven points a game, forty five percent true shooting. And so they uh, they do spread the ball out quite a bit, but they don't they don't do it in a way that is hyper efficient. We're looking at um, Laredo, uh, and Laredo I I've decided is White Castle. And that's because Lewis Dowler is the slider. So he's scoring 50 or 23 points on 58% true shooting. Um, they do have James Kaiser at 13 points a game on 55% true shooting. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, Lewis Dowler is your slider. I don't understand why White Castle makes anything other than sliders. Because no one's trying to get in anything else from White Castle. Like, stop that's trying true. to make anything else happen. Uh, the only way you're going to win this is if you go with the slider. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately, I do think that they're going to slide their way right out of the tournament. I just think that uh, Eugene has put together the the capacity to uh, at least win this first game the last three years. Um, that's what they've – or yeah, yeah, they've won their first game the last three years uh, and then have not won their second game. And so I think that that strength continues. Um, Laredo just has not been in the NCT in a while. They're not really battle-tested. Um, we're have 251st strength of schedule, not high recruiting classes, whereas Eugene is pretty consistent across the board. So I think yeah. Eugene is just a lot deeper and is going to be able to uh, to outlast Laredo. Actually, I've never been to White Castle. 
Really? Um, but I have watched Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Sure. So I feel like I have been there. You know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's look at the five twelve matchup. Plainview, the Butt Sniffers, coached by Coach Butt Sniffer, um, 14 and 4. My four-year-old would love this team name. He's like, oh, Butt Sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> My two-year-old would love it, too, probably. So, um, Andrew White and Gabriel Loveless, they're going up against the Tallahassee Chargers out of conference. Uh, seven, they won their uh, they won their conference and their conference tourney, kind of balanced um, team. Tallahassee um, is not top ten in any statistical category. Plainview is number ten in rebounding margin, and that's it. So, what do you think, MJ? Yeah, so I'll give you guys my fast food comps, and then I'll let you. And then I want to see who you guys <laughs> like. See who you think. I think who uh, is who. Oh, um, so I have, <laughs> I have, I um, have two, two chicken places, and both of them are the Lord's chicken. So you have Chick Fil A and Church's Chicken El Pollo <laughs> del Rey. So who do you guys think is who? I got plain view as Chick Fil A because they have Andrew White. And I think white people love Chick Fil A. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that was actually my exact line of thinking. Um, no, but what about you, Joe? Yeah, Tallahassee's probably Church's Chicken. Uh, it's like the lower seed; they're underrated. But you probably think that they're going to win, and they're better. And and I would say Church's Chicken is also better. So I would agree with you there. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, Jimmy. So. I think, you know, Tallahassee, the South, I love, um, I love me some church's chicken right there. They're dirty rice. And I don't know if you guys have ever had them, but they're biscuits. Have you guys had their honey biscuits? Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. Oh, they put the chicken minis on Chick-fil-A's breakfast menu to shame, dude. They're delicious. So I think, I think we're going to see our first 12 over like 12 seed over five seed upset. Um, I think the Tallahassee Chargers can really take it. Um, and I, not, nothing for more reason other than I just see the butt sniffers and I, I don't think they're winners. I, they haven't really beat anybody of note in my mind. When you look at Tallahassee though, in their like early season, um, or their exhibition games, they beat the Pittsburgh gamblers. They also have, they also beat the Jackson five who we talked about on yeah. the first, um, the region one. If you haven't listened to that, I would go take a listen to there. And, I really think they're going to upset the Plainview butt sniffers here. And so in my eyes, Church's Chicken over Chick-fil-A. I go to Chick-fil-A more often, but I think Church's is better. And so that's why I think in this matchup, while the butt sniffers have a better record, right? They've won more. I think you put them up against Church's Chicken, man. It's just not – they're not going to beat them. I am getting like – Hungry? I'm, no, 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 not hungry. <laughs> I'm getting the, no. There's like anger in my heart right now because David Durant is not doing what he should be. Oh like, my god, he I'm should be so, so much better. Like he was a 22 point game scorer in high school. He, his game score in high school was 22.2, 59.5% true shooting percentage, 3.4 assists, 1.4 turnovers, 1.3 blocks, and he's not like. This guy should be dominating. Like, mm-hmm. this guy should be their go-to, and he's not. And it's it's just frustrating to me. That's well, I I just I don't have a too... food ex- explanation for that. It's just frustrating. 
Yeah. I just think they're too small, honestly. Like, I was really confused, actually, when he was on uh, David Durant last year because it's like, dude, you got your one and two returning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand you want to go for talent, but it's like he should be playing point guard and he should be yeah. getting 20 shots per game. You know what yeah. I mean? That's as many as he wants. Say. I think he's playing out of position because you look at his plus minus. He has the best plus minus on, his, on the team, which to me shows it's like, dude, like your team's not doing anything unless your player with the best plus minus is on the, is on the court. Yeah. Um, and David Durant, yeah, 6'5", 229. I think he should be playing point guard, absolutely. So, you know, I don't want to question um, Coach Jalaf's coaching strategy, um, but I do think David Durant can carry him over carry him over um, the butt sniffers. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you see something on a menu, and it's like, that's not the way it should be, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you. I know how to run your business better than you do. And <laughs> like that's, that's how it feels with Tallahassee a little bit to me. But they're mm-hmm. a multi-million dollar franchise. So you also, it's like, whatever. They got to the end. I got to respect right? you a little bit. Exactly, you know? exactly. I got, I, I, with all due respect, but. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you only say that when you're about to disrespect someone. <laughs> right. All right, let's look at Rockford, the Files, Future Star 31, uh, 16 and 2, number 5, 44, strength of schedule. Um, they won conference 14, a really tough conference uh, in the tournament. They're going up against the Lexington Huskies out of conference 19. They won their conference tournament to sneak in. Rockford is number one in assists, they're number seven in points. And Lexington is not top 10 in any statistical category. So. What do you think, Jenny? Yeah, so I, I look at Rockford, and they're kind of a subway. Um, yeah, and again, okay. I know that Subway's bread was determined to be not bread in another country. <laughs> but I will say that they're, like, probably the healthiest option on the list. And you just look at Rockford, and, and I think kind of opposite of Tallahassee. I never look at Future Stars team, and I'm like, man, I would do, be doing something different. You know what I mean? Um, I I think he often makes the healthiest decisions sort of his whole roster is always healthy too. And I will say, you know, it's like just like KFC subway is incredibly popular around the world. Um, And so I think that subway, you know, future star just does so well in all of his leagues. um, And so sort of has that um, uh, interdimensional transit or ability to uh, dominate in different places. Um, And so, I, I just I always love Future Stars teams. I think that this is a really, really solid team this year, top to bottom. Um, they do a lot of really good stuff. You look at Lexington, um, I've decided that they're a little bit of an anti-Annies, and this is mostly um, situational based on Anti-Anns? Anti-Anns, sorry. Uh, based on our... Um, Put some respect on that, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> based on our current context. Um, and so what I, I say that because... I, Honestly, where do you guys see Auntie Anne's? Like, where are they typically? The mall. The, the mall. mall. Yeah. I have never seen one outside of a mall. I don't know if you guys have either. But um, as a result, you know, the malls have been closed for most of the year. The, the Auntie Anne's really, really suffer, suffered. But as things have, like, progressively uh, opened and loosened in restrictions, uh, I'm sure Auntie Anne's is popping again. And you look at their schedule, it's like, this team yeah. started 6-6. Six and six. Um, but then hmm. they they have won their last six and they're they're popping again. Yeah. However, I don't think you get sustenance at Auntie Anne's, right? I'm not going to Auntie Anne's in order to uh, to get my fill. I'm going to Auntie Anne's in order to get uh, a little snack before my yeah. fill. And so I, I just think Rockford is the more filling team. 
Um, they they really rely on Edgardo Bates. So I do think that they're a little bit um, susceptible down the road, but I just don't think that this is the level where they become susceptible. I love Evan Kurtz under the basket. Um, and and uh, Lexington does have a pretty good two, three, four sort of uh, a combo. Mm-hmm. But again, didn't really play anyone. Um, that six win streak even then wasn't against like incredible talent. But um, yeah. well, I guess that's not true. They beat Chattanooga and then yeah. Hot Springs, but um, who are two really good coaches. Um, but I just think Rockford overwhelms in here. Yeah, for sure. You know, you go to NTNs when, you know, you want to snack and Cinnabon's just a little too much. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not committing to an entire um, cinnamon roll, but I'll commit to a pretzel. Right, yeah. right. Cool. Next matchup, Norman Tech, later Gators, coached by Coach Strategy, 9,000, number 30, 26 strength of schedule, um, at-large team out of conference 24, led by their shooting guard, James uh, Sciuli, uh, going up against my own Nashville Syrup, number 37, um, 11 and 7, at-large, fourth strength of schedule, uh, led by Sean Costa and uh, Kaysen Godham. Uh, you look at um, Norman, and they are number one in offensive rebounds. They're number five in assists. Um, James Schooley is number eight in game score, number three in points, uh, number one in free throws attempted. So, um, And then Nashville is number five in free throws attempted, and that's the only top uh, ten statistical category we are. So what do you think of this one, MJ? Man, um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this analysis um, afterwards there, uh, Kyle. But So I'm obviously going to go with the Nashville Syrup in this matchup. I'm going to give you guys the edge um, with a little – I mean, I would call it a mini upset, 7 and 10, like you're splitting hairs there. But I'm going to go with the low-hanging fruit. I'm sorry I am a little bit lazy with these. But I'm going to go with IHOP, okay? I'm going to okay. go with IHOP. And um, – if nothing more than the pancakes, but as I, as I try to flush this and stretch it out as much as I can, um, I'm going to say this, you're, you're very starter heavy, which reminds me of like, you go, you go to IHOP for the face value of the pancakes. You're not going for whatever else is on their menu, right? Like, you know, you're going to get some good pancakes, especially on national pancake day. And so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this tournament is national pancake day for the syrup and that they go all the way. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Um, but then I see the later Gators, they're like Denny's, right? Like they're a little bit more deeper in terms of using their entire roster. Um, but I think where it kind of shows up for me is on the schedule. Um, and so if you look at the later Gators schedule, they kind of started off really, really slow. They began three, they started three and five through the first eight games of the regular season. And they lost some games to some questionable teams like the San Antonio horror. Um, and it's just, and they barely beat the Corpus Christi Crushers. And then I look at your schedule, Kyle, and I'm just super, like, you you beat some good teams. You beat Lansing twice. Um, they're a top 20 team in the nation. And I really think, like, when you look at the splits as well, like your free throw um, percentages, you guys are shooting about 10% better at free throws. And for me as a coach, when I look at free throw percentage, percentages, that speaks how good of a sh- jump shooter um, that player is. 
And on the whole, I think your team is just better jump shooters. You just kind of got a the short stick when it came to scheduling because you got the number four strength of schedule in um, in the league. So I would give I give the edge over to you guys, and I expect you guys to even make somewhat of a push. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I like my team. This honestly, this is one of my favorite teams because we we don't have the we shouldn't be in the NTT as far as talent. Um, but, and we've had such a hard schedule. I mean, conference 15 is just a gauntlet, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've just been really proud of my guys, how we've came through and um, overcame a lot to uh, make the NTT. So I'm just happy to be here. Um, I think Norman's a great team, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like our chances. I think, I think they, that we can beat them. I think a lot of the game's going to come down to free throws because they're number one in free throws attempted and we're number five. So, um, mm-hmm, yep. so it's like who, who gets who in foul trouble? If, mm-hmm. if they get in us in foul trouble, we're not, we're not the deepest team, you know, and we might be in some trouble, but um, maybe they we are get averaging that. more personal foul, personal fouls per game than you yeah. guys are. Yeah, yeah. They, they allow 19 free throws per game, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be an interesting game for sure. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see how it, how it plays out. Thanks for the uh, IHOP reference. I love the mm-hmm. multiple types of syrup at IHOP. You know, you know. Oh yes, so you can good. always get that blueberry syrup or the strawberry syrup, and the strawberry you syrup know. slaps. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go down to the uh, three fourteen. Jimmy, he he was like, I'm not going to do this whole thing. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do the whole podcast, and here I am. But we're making better time than last one. All right, so we got the Los Angeles Wolfpack, coached by Coach uh, uh, G. Cherinsky, um number 11E, through strength of schedule. They got three different – I mean, they really rely on three different scores in Butler, Peyton, and Murray going up against the Montpelier Peepers. So Ooh. the Peepers with their first ever NTT – Appearance taking down the Rochester boy geniuses. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That was oh. a crazy game, Jimmy. It was wild. I, maybe you don't want to relive it. I don't know. I mean, you still got two seeds, so you can't be too upset. Right, Russ right. got in, so that's kind of nice. But congrats, Rob. Tell us how. Tell us how the end of that game went. <laughs> sure. Well, so it was just a ridiculous game. So we're even after one. Uh, he's up after two, and then he comes into the. After three, into the fourth quarter, he comes with a seven-point lead. After that, I go on uh, a ten-point run. Uh, he doesn't score for the first four minutes – or no, sorry, five minutes and 55, 55 seconds. Yeah, 55 seconds of the, sec- of the fourth quarter, right? So I go all the way up 74-69. He, he finally scores after five minutes and 55 seconds of not scoring – um, I then go back up 80 to 73. Uh, he gets it within five minute, minute 58. I go up seven. Um, and then he scores. I turn it over. He scores. I make a shot. He scores. I turn it over. He scores. Jeez. I, I draw a foul with 22 seconds to so you're go. up one. Yep. I'm up one. Elias Jackson, my best player, uh, 87% free throw shooter misses the front end of a one and one so he's yeah he also turned it over yes right yeah. before that yep so he, he uh russ gets the ball brings it down five seconds to go or sorry sorry um 
eight seconds to go. Attempts a three, misses, gets an offensive rebound. Uh, the guy who got the rebound sh- attempts a shot. My guy blocks it. That same guy gets the ball back is like, nope. With two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets the ball with three seconds to go. With two seconds to go, he, re- he passes it out. Um, and Ashton Lundy receives the pass with, pass with one second. When the clock says zero, Ashton Lindley attempts a mid-range shot and hits it. Um, so there's for, some debate whether he got it off in time. but Yeah. I mean, the clock literally says zero in the game script. Wow. But he's in the NTT. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, just crazy game. Crazy, right. crazy game. Anyway, enough talk about that game. What do you uh, – let me go through these teams real quick. Montpelier is um, – they are number 10 in free throws attempted and number six in defensive three points allowed. And then Los Angeles is number four in offensive rebounds and number eight in free throws attempted. So what do you think? Yeah. So, and I will also say I went five for 14 from uh, free throw that game, just to be clear. And I'm a 76% as a team. That's just whatever. Um, okay. So I see who Los Angeles um as an A and W, and so I don't know if you guys have ever been to an A and W restaurant, but it's like, what do you go to an A and W restaurant for? It's for a root beer or root, root beer, beer float, yeah. right? And mm-hmm, so yeah. we we come to Los Angeles to watch Samuel Murray play, right? Twenty one points, center, six eleven on sixty percent true shooting, eleven boards a game, two point four blocks, and then when you're at the A and W, you're like, well, I might as well eat, right? And so yeah. then we, we get to see Peyton and Butler. They're, they're like fine. They're not super satisfying. You know, they're both scoring about 20 a game as well, but on 49%, 52% true shooting, just like not hyper-efficient. Uh, and honestly, those true shooting, shooting percentages are only high because they're making uh, better than 40% of their threes. And so it's just like, all right, like Samuel Murray is an incredible player, but I guess I'll eat and watch Peyton and Butler here, right? <laughs> Whereas yeah. I, th- I think that Montpelier – is a little bit of a, a Sonic. And so I don't know if you guys have been to a Sonic recently, but I just went to one and I, I, I guess I hadn't gone recently. So many slushies, happy hour. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It is mm-hmm. nice, but, but it's also their menu is overwhelming. And I think mm. Russ has had a hard time this year because his roster is really good, but it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's like he almost has too many options of what mm. he could do. Uh, and so I think he has recently found this sort yeah, of like man man. best best combination right yeah so he beats erie by three in our conference tournament uh but then he beats carnegie the aforementioned carnegie by four and then beats us by one and we're the number of four and six teams in the nation respectively and so i think that he's found that right combo whereas yeah. like when i find the right combo at sonic i'm really happy right yeah. but it it took a while to get there and so i i think that this is a terrible draw for los angeles uh as a three seed, I think that Montpelier, even though they're uh, ten and eight, are really, really good. For is this fourteen? Yeah, fourteen seed. Yeah. And so I'm actually picking. And it, to be clear, yes, I'm incredibly biased, but I am going <laughs> with my friend Russ here. I do think Montpelier uh, is potentially the better team, uh, yeah. and and so I'm going to go with them. So they're actually eight and two when they play man, including the, um, including the. Uh, exhibition games. exhibition right yeah um but and that's against good yeah competition. good team. really good teams yeah yeah really good teams uh i'm gonna say this about them and this might sound a little mean i don't 
Uh, I'm going to compare them to Panera because they should be better than they actually are. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Like Panera, you think like, oh, Panera could be good. But it's like, really, it's just cafeteria food. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's not that good, you know? Like, that's that's really what it is. But they sh- it should be good, you know? You know, you could get a bread bowl or stuff like that. But it's like, it, it, it's not as good as it should be, you know? Right, right. So that's... That's more talking to his potential than it is. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Cool. Let's uh, look at the final matchup, the 6-11. We got the Evel- Evansville Buffalo, coached by Coach Whitesell. This is his first ever NTT. So congrats, congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Coach. So he has two of my ties on this team. Um, one of them I'm definitely a little bitter about. <laughs> uh, and then the Billings Witherstorm, by, coached by Will Trillian. Um uh, led by Ethan Padilla. So, yeah, Mushi Douglas is the guy that um, he got for me in a 1-1 last year, and I was, I was really hoping for him. And then Josh Stewart, their big man, I was also on. So, so many guys. Uh, Evansville. So, Evansville Who's the first is guy? Mushi Douglas. Mushi, gotcha. Yeah. So, I wanted him to play point guard so bad. He doesn't play my point guard. So. Anyway, <laughs> offensive rebound, six. They're six in offensive rebound, three in rebounding margin, and number 10 in blocks. Uh, Billings is not top 10 in any statistical category. What do you see in this matchup, MJ? Yes. So um, the Buffalo, Coach Whitesell, I think they're a team on the rise. Um, You look at their past five seasons, DTT, DTT, RTT, PTT, PTT, now the NTT. Congrats again, Coach. And so I think they're a team on the rise. Um, whereas Billings, you know, they've been there, done that. They've been in two, um, now three NTTs in the past, uh, six years, I guess, five years. Um, they've been there, done that, but I, I think the Buffalo are going to take this. Um, and it's not because they're just like going to overly dominate this team. I think you look at their team's plus minus scores and it's like, all right. Um, but I think that's mainly just because of the level of opponents that they had to play. Um, but when I think of, Buffalo, obviously, when you come with fast food, you think of like wings, right? So Buffalo wings. And when you think of Buffalo wings, when you think of like chicken wings in general, what fast food place are you guys thinking of? Chicken wings? Yeah. Oh, man. I love ATL wings, you know. (laughs) ATL wings. That's the first one that comes to your mind? I mean, first one that comes to mind mind is probably Wingstop, you know. Wingstop or B-dubs, yeah. 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 I mean, if we're talking about Buffalo, it's B-dubs probably. For sure, exactly. And that's kind of what I was thinking. But then I got to digging a little bit more, and I was like, you know what's an up-and-coming wing chain? Bonchon. It's a Korean, like, Mm. fast food, almost kind of sit-down, like Chipotle's in-between spot. Um, But they have these incredible Korean fried wings. And they have a little bit of spice. They're up and coming. They're going to be everywhere soon. And I, I see that with Evansville Buffalo. I think um, Coach Whitesell, I think your trajectory is is ascending in the right way. Even look at your, your recruiting classes the past two years. Both have been top 100 classes. And so I really think that the momentum um, from Coach, yeah, Coach Whitesell is going to carry them over um, Trill Will. And, yeah, I, I'm not saying they're, they're – the far and away, the better team. I think it'll be close, but I think, um, yeah, I think Evansville will win over Billings. And I mean, they're both 14 and four teams, but at the end of the day, I think those 14 wins mean a lot more uh, versus the opponents that Evansville faced comparatively to Billings. Okay. 
Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, look at this uh, region as a whole. So um, for me, I have Carnegie over Flint, Eugene over Tallahassee, um, Eugene over Carnegie, and then I got Rockford over Nashville and Evansville over Los Angeles. Rockford taking down uh, Evansville and then Rockford taking down um, Eugene in the uh, to make it to the final four. I've I've got a uh, Carnegie over Flint, Eugene over Plainview, Carnegie over Eugene, and then Rockford over Nashville, Montpelier over Billings to that Sweet Sixteen, but then Rockford over Montpelier and then Carnegie over Rockford. Nice, yeah, I have. Carnegie over Flint. Actually, Carnegie over Odessa. Then I have Eugene over Tallahassee. And then I have Carnegie over um, over Tallahassee. Then I got Rockford over Nashville. And then Los Angeles over Evansville. And then Rockford losing to Carnegie there in the finals. Okay. Any players to watch in this region? Um, I mean, we, we've talked about quite a few of them but mm-hmm. i love daniel we actually didn't talk yeah. much about we didn't. these players yeah i love he's daniel johnson he's incredible i was also on him um yeah i i just think he's the the bread and butter for for carnegie um again going back to tallahassee really want to see david durant turn it up and so gonna be watching to see if he's able to do that um i mean you look at eugene and hunter jones um is there Offensive force there. Uh, Rockford, we talked a lot about Edgardo Bates. I think he's the the sort of engine there. Um, and then for Montpelier, I think it's like, so Christian Thomas is going to have to slow down the center for uh, Los Angeles, whose name I can't think of, Samuel Murray. Um, and then we're going to have to see, like, what does Ashton Lindley do uh, alongside, like, Sean McGilvray? Like, I think they just need either Lindley or Simmons to step up. And I think Lindley is the guy to do it. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Daniel Johnson, Evan Jones are just studs. Eduardo Bates. um, Yeah. Love that guy. James, Mm -hmm. uh, James Schioli. Just monster score. One of the top players in the country. I really like Connor Payton and um, Payton and uh, Samuel Murray. Samuel Mm -hmm. Murray is averaging 21 points, 11 rebounds, 2.4 blocks, um, only 1.2 turnovers, and 60.4% true shooting. This guy, yeah, that's wild. he's really good. Like, hmm. really good. So, And then Ethan Padilla from Billings. So, there's some solid players for sure. Yeah. I really like Sean Costa on your roster there, Kyle. Um I mean, he's just like a massive score for you guys yeah. and chucking up 20 field goals per game. And so I think you guys win and lose on the back of Sean Costa. And if he ends up being the MVP of the NTT, like you guys could make it actually a solid push. I mean, it'll be a tough, um, tough game against Rockford if you guys get there. But if you guys, if he puts on, man, I, I can't see you guys. I don't think you guys lose to Evansville or Billings. I think maybe LA, but if you get over Rockford, I that's think that's going. gonna be tough, but yeah. I, I mean, hey, I think you guys could be a true Cinderella story, um, but again, if that's only if Sean Costa puts on, and he yeah. might, he, he has could. to, he has yeah. to, yeah, yeah, 
The only games he doesn't really show up. I I, I did bench him for two games because he wasn't a good matchup for South Bend. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Um, thanks, Jimmy, for staying up late. It's yes, almost midnight where you're at. So um, we'll be back tomorrow and finish up with regions three and four. Sweet. Sounds thanks good.